Robert Police is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a number. And it's Momo Rodriguez again. Hello and welcome back to the Houston Dynapod podcast with another player profile of our own, our very own, Jose Guillermo Memo Rodriguez. Now we are fresh off a win against Austin FC. Welcome to MLS, bitches. Knew you guys would lose. I can talk my shit now because in a few years they're gonna be they're gonna be a force. Do you see their supporters behind the wall out there yelling and cheering? Their bands were playing. That shit was tight. So, we love Memo. We do. I do. I love the fact that an academy kid, a homegrown player, has logged significant minutes and he's been productive. But I don't know about this season for Memo. Not after what I saw the other day. Not from him, just from the team as a whole. We look to play a lot faster. And Memo's got some stiff, stiff competition. But enough of that. I'm not a, uh, I'm not your analytics guy. I'm your bullshit guy. So Jose Guillermo, aka Memo Rodriguez, was born December twenty seventh, nineteen ninety five, right around Christmas. I wonder if they do a joint birthday Christmas celebration, or if they do separate. I would do joint, and then on his birthday he'd get a cake. So Memo is an American soccer player and midfielder for our club. Our one and only club, the Houston Dynamo. Now, he was born in Wharton, Texas, right down the road, right? El Campo boy, five foot eight, and he wears kit number eight, according to Wikipedia. Now, Memo is of Mexican heritage, if you couldn't figure that out already by his last name. His mother, Villa, Vella, is from Zacatecas, Mexico. Now, his father, Guillermo Sr. passed away in a car accident right before Memo was born. That's absolutely horrible. I would love if that wasn't true. I hope it's not. I hope Wikipedia is wrong. Man, I couldn't even imagine. You know, my parents, luckily, thankfully, are still alive. And uh, I can't imagine what it would be like growing up without your dad. So Memo grew up in El Campo with his mother his stepfather, and his three younger brothers. So he was the oldest one. Man, you little, Memo's little brothers, you guys got some big shoes to fill. You're living in a shadow for sure. Now, as you all know, his mom would drive him over an hour each way for 12 years so he could play club soccer at a more competitive level here in Houston. I can't even get my ex-wife to drive 25 minutes. Jesus Christ. They don't build women like they used to. Now, because his mother is from Mexico, and Memo was born here, he is eligible to represent either the U.S. or Mexico internationally. And according to this, he has expressed a willingness to play for one or the other. So in his youth, Memo is going to start out with Houstonians FC. They've beaten my son's team quite often. Houstonians, if you couldn't tell by the name, they're a youth soccer team in Houston. In 2011, he's going to join the Houston Dynamo Academy at the young age of 15. Memo's going to go on to play in 83 USDA Academy games while with the Dynamo Academy. He scores 18 goals in those 83 games. For a midfielder, that's pretty damn good. He was named Player of the Year for the Dynamo Academy in 2012 and 2013. During the 2013 and 2014 seasons, 
he also got some time with the Dynamo First teams. Now, in 2014, December 4th, three weeks before his birthday, he's going to sign a homegrown contract with the Houston Dynamo. That makes him the sixth homegrown signing in club history. Out of boy, Memo. So, what happens? What happens after that? You sign the, the homegrown contract. What are you going to do? You're going to get loaned out. March 20th, 2015, Memo's going to go to Charleston Battery. Same place that, is it McHugh or Palomino? One of them is there. Anyway, that used to be our USL affiliate club. He's going to make his debut the next day. He gets there, fucking bags aren't even unpacked. He's going to go out and appear in a 3-2 victory over Toronto FC2. He's going to score his first goal on April 18th in a 1-1 draw against the New York Red Bulls 2 squad. But the rest of that first season, he's going to struggle to find form and playing time, and he's going to struggle to produce. What do they do? What do the Dynamo do? Young kid, two-time player of the year. Oh, this makes sense. They release him. Memo gets released, and he signs with RGFC. RGVFC, okay? Because in 2016, they replaced the battery as our affiliate club. Memo makes his Toros debut March 26th and a loss to the Tulsa Refnecks. And he scores his first goal on May 21st. Twice. He gets a brace in a 4-0 win over the Swope Park Rangers. He has a successful season in the Valley. He plays for head coach Wilmer Cabrera. Remember him? Memo scores six and has seven assists in 30 games to help the Toros to make the USL playoffs. Now, Wilmer's going to take over the Dynamo in 2017. What does he do? He re-signs Memo. Okay? Memo's going to come in as a sub in a 2-0 win over the New England Revolution. Man, I remember when he first came up. I do. I did not foresee him producing the numbers he produced the last two seasons. Or two and a half. You really can't count COVID. I didn't. I wasn't. He didn't really grab me. His story's fantastic. You'd love for one of our own to come up through the ranks and be productive, right? We're all envious of Dallas FC. That's the only reason we're envious of Dallas is their academy. Their academy is tits. Their academy is good. Memo, on June 14th, is going to score in the Open Cup versus North Carolina FC. That's his first goal. As a pro. A pro-pro. He scores his first MLS goal in a 3-1 win over the Montreal Impact on July 5th, 2017. That first year, he's going to make nine appearances, mostly as a sub. They make it back to the MLS playoffs, but Memo doesn't get on the field. Okay. 2018, he is going to be limited. He gets He's shuffled back and forth from the Valley in Houston. Okay, he, uh, he scores his first goal on May 5th of 2018 year. He heads in a rebound to beat the Galaxy. Good. He has a brace over the North Texas Rayados in the U.S. Open Cup. That's the year we win the Open Cup, our first cup. Memo plays in every single game. He gets three goals and an assist, but as you know, we failed to qualify for the playoffs. Memo's going to get in and debut in the CONCACAF Champions League in a, as a sub in a loss versus Tigres. Of course, we all knew how that was going to go. You know, you're playing Tigres. You knew it was going to happen. The next match, however, he gets a start, and he scores from 22 yards out. He was named uh, His goal was named MLS Goal of the Week. The next game, he has a brace. Man, I remember he was on fire. Memo was on fire for a short period of time that season. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. By the way, we're in 2019 if you're not keeping up. Um, whoo. After that, he has a uh, an assist and a goal in the next two games. He gets his assist against the uh, FC Dallas in the Texas Derby as we win. He gets another assist and a draw against Portland. And on May 18th, he's going to score in a 2-1 to win over D.C. That would have been the year we beat Wayne Rooney. All of these wins were at home. If you don't remember the past, we didn't win on the road. We didn't. We don't. I guess Austin counts as a road win, so start the new year off right. Now, Memo's going to get hurt on June 1st. He's going to pull a hammy and miss around two months. He's going to make a rehab appearance with the Valley team on July 13th before he comes back to the Dynamo on July 20th and gets an assist and a 3-1 to win over Toronto. During the seven games Memo was out, the Dynamo went 1-6, one, one win and six losses. His return was unable to save the season as we missed out on the playoffs, despite the best start in the history of our club. I remember that. God, that fucking sucked. God, we're so good at that, starting strong and then petering out, right? We've talked about this in the past. We're unable to finish. I think the analogy I used last time was like a virgin on a waterbed. Little did you know, the reason I know losing your virginity on a waterbed makes you unable to finish is because I attempted it and I failed miserably. The first time I lost my virginity, nothing happened. I mean, shit happened, but it didn't, it didn't work. It did, I didn't get that, that, ah, uh, at the end. God, that was a disappointment. But eventually I figured out how to do it right, you know, 20 years later. In 2020, Tab Ramos is going to come in and Memo is going to play as a central midfielder on the left, as we know. Um, and Memo is going to debut in the opener against the Galaxy. But after the second week, the season is paused due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Fast forward to July. Rodriguez soars twice in that draw with LAFC. He's named to the MLS Team of the Week. He was also named, my bad, I missed this, the young player of the year for the Dynamo in 2019 as he scored seven times and had five assists in 26 MLS appearances. Really good numbers. Between August 25th and September 9th of 2020, Memo's going to have three assists. Houston have three wins and one draw. September 12th, he scores once in a 2-1 loss to those hated fuckers from Dallas. He scores again on October 18th and 24th in draws against Columbus and Minnesota. Memo ends the shortened COVID-19 season with five goals and three assists from 21 appearances. Despite another good season for Memo, as you know, it was a terrible year for us. We were the bottom of the Western Conference, and we failed to qualify for the playoffs for the third straight season. However, in October, Memo is rewarded for his performances with a contract extension until 2022 and team options for 2023 and 2024. Now, throughout his professional career, Memo has registered 29 goals and 12 assists in 139 games. 
That's 41 goal involvements in 139 games. That's roughly one involvement every three and a quarter games. Doing quick math. Memo, he puts up good numbers. After watching the Austin FC match, we're too fast. If Tab wants to play this this quick speed, I don't see how Memo gets in. I don't see how he's a starter. He's a hell of a squad player to have off the bench. If you can go in the 70th minute and bring Memo in to lock a game down, because he's good in possession. He's good in possession. Defensively, he's, he's all right, right? He's not bad. We love Memo. He's one of our own. What do I expect this year? To be honest, I never expected him to put up the numbers he's put up so far. He has always surpassed my expectations. Based on what I saw the other day, I don't have high expectations for him. That's not saying he's not a good player. I don't think he fits this system. I'm a Spurs fan, and I'm watching Deli Alley never play. This is a guy who had, what, 20 goals as a 20-year-old? 21-year-old? So, oh man, this year for Memo, I think most of his appearances are going to come off the bench. I don't think he has the pace to play in Tab's system. Not the one he's installing now. So what do I think? I think 20 appearances, with most of them off the bench. Let's say 8 starts, 12 subs. Goals. I'm going to say three goals and three assists for Memo Rodriguez. I hope it's more. I do. I want you guys to know that even if I say I don't think someone's going to do much on our team, I wish they all do. Like, I hope they do. I hope they're all world beaters and they set records. But we have to look at this from a fan's perspective and give our honest opinion. That's what I'm doing. You may not agree. That's fine. <laughs> You're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. You might not agree, but like you don't have to. Okay, we all have different views. I called Memo one of our most versatile players. And that was met with a strong disagreement. But you know what? We're all entitled to it. And looking back, Sean was right. Uh, Bonia Garcia is probably our most versatile. But I like Memo. How can you not? Guys, I hope you like the new music. The new intro and exit music. It's brand new, brand spanking new. Been playing around with it. We got some more player profiles to do. We are third. We are twelve fucking days from the start of the season. What are we gonna have? Broken hearts again? It's a lot of negativity on social media still. Tons of it. So much. You know, I like to think positive. It usually ends up with my heart being broken, or me being disappointed. But it's how I am. I think positive. And it does, it sucks sometimes. But let's start looking at these guys. You know, they're going out there. They're working hard. These guys don't go out there with the intention of finishing last. They want to win. We have to cheer on and root for what we're given. Regardless of what you think of the front office. If you think Matt Jordan's a schmuck, you're probably right. But he has to work with the money he's given from up top. And these players want to win. They don't, they do it for the money. But they want to win and and make money, right? You don't want to be shitty at your job and just get a paycheck. Some of you might. There's days where I'm okay with being average. But you want to be successful. You want to do well. And you want to impress people. And every single one of our players, I think, wants that. You know? So that's my two cents. Guys, this has been another player profile. A player profile of our very own, one of our own, Memo Rodriguez. Stay tuned. We got more coming. Share, subscribe, like, uh, give us retweets, give us likes. 
Rate us on the Apple iTunes store or whatever the fuck that thing's called. Until next time, Forever Orange, hold it down and go Dynamo. Police is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a double. And it's Bumble Rodriguez again. <laughs>